1: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
2: Welcome in. It is Friday the 13th. That's right. Freaky stuff abound. My friend, that's right. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we are losing college football games left and right. I mean, what is going on today? Have you seen they've had like five cancellations today?
3: Yep, dropping like flies, my friend, oh, dropping like flies. And
2: you know what? We still got like 40-some-odd games between tonight and tomorrow. I
3: well, mean, it's <laughs> because college football is insane.
2: Hey, you know what? I am still excited to watch. We still got some interesting stuff going on. So on today's show, at the end of the show, we're going to have... Coach Jamie Chadwell, the head coach of the uh, Coastal Carolina, Chanticleers, going to have him in with us uh, to discuss, you know, their game against Troy being canceled, et cetera. We'll talk about uh, all of that stuff, along with, you know, the hair stuff they got going on, the mullets. I had to ask about that. We got a lot of stuff that we will, uh, that we will discuss with him. Um, and we're going to talk, you know, all these games that got canceled and what their scheduling looks like and, and how the college football season is going to go ahead. It's a college football-heavy show today. That is okay. That's, uh, that's what we do. So, before we do any of that, winningcureseverything.com is the website. If you would so kindly, go and check it out. And make sure you are subscribed everywhere that you need to be subscribed. Uh, we, we do this on the podcast, of course. You're watching the live show right now if you are tuned in for it. Um, but, yeah, very easy stuff. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe on Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, and YouTube. Those are where the live show takes place, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have podcast exclusives on Sunday and on Thursday. And we do all of our college football content over at sbrpicks.com slash or the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Uh, we will be live tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, to talk about the Closing Line Show. And I am excited to see what games are going to be left. I have no idea what's going to be left. Uh, Chris, how's everything going in your world? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. We're uh, we're ready to rock and roll. We both got things that we have to take care of. It is going to be a short show today, and that is okay. Um, go on and, and share out on Facebook here, making sure that we've got as many people in as humanly possible. And boom. All right, so, with that said, let's go ahead and hit on topic number one here. And that first topic is Bob Bowlesby, who is the Big 12 commissioner, said yesterday that they are talking about delaying the college football playoff. Now, all he said was uh, the management committee, which is the 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, they had discussed the possibility of pushing the playoff back this season. The national championship game is uh, currently scheduled for January 11th in Miami. Okay. He said, I don't know if I see us playing a championship game in February, but you never know. These are unusual times and things that might not otherwise be acceptable have to be considered in this kind of circumstance. So all that stuff goes on yesterday, right? And and you've got, you know, it, we hadn't thought a whole lot about the idea of, hey, these games are set for a certain date. Well, what happens if you have all this contact tracing and you have all this kind of stuff? What are we going to do in that situation, right? They, they want to stick to these dates as much as they can. Um, however, he came out today, and he downplayed everything that he said yesterday. He said, we're not going to move off of that schedule unless we are forced to move off of it. So what he's basically saying is we're going to play on those days unless unless uh somebody has contact tracing and then we're just going to have to move the game. Like I, is is that the best way to come out and say it? I mean, why why are we making this such a big deal? Like didn't we kind of expect this at some point?
3: I want to know who died and made Bob Bailey King because if I had to guess, I would bet that he is number four in line out of all the athletic or conference commissioners well, he, he was on Sirius pool. XM
2: right and so he they were asking him about it and he was just telling them what he knows I think um, okay okay he, all right maybe if maybe yeah.
3: he's talking to other conference commissioners but I would not think that he is gonna be one to be making these decisions
2: um bill considering Hancock, the
3: fact that he isn't gonna have a team in this race
2: let's see CFP executive director Bill Hancock. Uh, told ESPN on Friday that there is a strong sentiment among the commissioners to play the games as scheduled, quote, knowing that it will not be perfect and that they plan to wait as long as they can to make a decision. He said, nothing is imminent. They're talking about a lot of things, which is night and day different than what they're going to do. Uh, yes, I mean, 100%. Like, it, you got a lot of games postponed right now. We don't know what it's going to be like. Terry jumps in. He said, love that Tommy Boy shirt, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Uh, Callahan uh, auto parts, right? So, yeah, I... I think we all expected this. Like, okay, if they can't play the game at the time that it's scheduled to be played, well, the only team that you're going to be able to put into the playoff is the four that you selected. Like, you're going to have to push it back. Like, I don't think this is that crazy. Like, obviously, they want to play on January 1st because once you start getting into January, then you have to start going up against... uh, Against the NFL on Saturdays and whatnot, and they want these things. No, to be-
3: no, no, you don't. No, you don't. the NFLs only has one game on Saturdays. If you can't work your schedule around that, what the hell are we talking about?
2: No, no, no I'm talking about uh, uh, the NFL playoffs and whatnot.
3: The NFL playoffs only has one game on Saturdays. Is
2: that is it just the, wild the ESPN
3: round? Saturday game? ESPN gets one playoff game, and it's know. on Saturday. So you got one game to compete with. You don't have three. You don't have four. Jesus Christ! You have a whole fucking day worth of worth of time slots. No, but the, the NFL is th- going to take up one of them.
2: Yeah, that's true. That is now, true. now they got I- a lot more
3: teams, so they might have two games on Saturday. But holy crap! It's a damn weekend. You can't you can't yes. find a you time. You will find a and, slide. Make, and hang on, if you have to make one of them on Sunday, then make one on Sunday because it's playoff time, and they're going to have the same amount of games on Saturday as they do Sundays. So you only have two games to fit in there.
2: Yes, we will find that a way to make it. Yeah, I mean, hell, if you if you push far, if you push that far back, then my God, you can play it on Friday night. Like, it doesn't matter at that
3: point. Yes, like, the excuses that these guys come up with, because there's, these, these are not intelligent people that are running these things. These are people that are connected, okay? They have somehow bought and paid for their way into these jobs, but they are not smart people. They are not good at problem solving at all.
2: I, I wonder if they're not good at problem solving, or if they're just not very good at, uh, at, at letting out information, like do they just not want us to know? No, like, but what well, the-
3: no, they're married. They're, they they feel like I'm. I'm going to tell you the reason we have the the like the Rose Bowl the way it is and the way the bowl games are set up is because we're. They're so married to, well, we have to do this game around this parade and then we want the sunset to be right at third quarter, whatever and this is the time it happens. so this is what time the game has to start And now at some point in time, you pull the people of these bowls over and you say, listen, this is this is our show. We're putting this show on, okay? Do you want to be a part of it or not? I know you've been a part of it for 150 years, but I can gladly hurl your ass out of here and find somebody else to take over your spot. I promise you that. Yeah. They, yeah. they need to learn where the power really lies. Yeah, I'm I'm with but you. But they dig deep into these bold people, and they let them tell them what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. When the, and the, That's what ruins the sport.
2: The main one really is... Um. And Terry jumps in. He said, "No, there's two playoff games on Saturday, but on two different networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and and they're at different times. And that's the issue, right? Yeah, they're so, different times. But that means but,
3: like, we have we're gonna have five games on. We're gonna have five time slots for football on Saturday. Yeah, every weekend. So so the NFL is gonna take up two time slots. That means you have three time slots of, uh, uh, allotted to you.
2: Yeah. I, look, look. look it's how the Rose how hard Bowl. is this? The Rose Bowl is the one that really. Uh, yes, makes this an the issue. Rose
3: Bowl is the one that monkeys the whole thing up.
2: Yes, and and because of the Rose Bowl, then the Sugar Bowl decided that they are important too, and they are always going to play right after the Rose Bowl,
3: like no yep. matter what. And and this is when you tell both of them they can go screw themselves and we're going to do, we're going to put this show on when we want. And if you want to be a part of it, then you can, but if you don't, we've got enough big cities and enough beautiful venues that we can move these things to, and you can lose out on all that cachet because we don't give a damn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alvin Taylor said, this ain't rocket science. Yeah, truly no, not.
3: They, these are easy problems that these people have a hard time solving. Easy problems. How in the hell do we expect them to handle hard problems?
2: Well, their hardest problem here is the egos, right? They're just dealing with egos. And they've got all these multi-million, billion-dollar contracts that they have signed with, you know, bowl games. And it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, they're going to end up pushing back if we have enough contact tracing and whatnot that it requires it. Like, it's it is going to happen. I guarantee you, if Alabama or Ohio State or uh, uh, Clemson or whatever, if their quarterback or a really important defensive member uh, ends up getting COVID, they're going to find a way to get COVID to everybody. They're going to have contact tracing for oh, everybody. No,
3: no, all those guys are showering together. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind, hundred percent. They will do I'm sorry, contact tracing. The whole tracing. teams, whole teams hurt.
2: But it, it's exactly what uh, what happened with Texas A&M, who only had two positive tests this weekend, but there was so much contact tracing that they couldn't play.
3: Yep, like that to shut it down.
2: They, they'll find a way to do that, and they'll have to push this thing back. Uh, Terry said, look how they've handled the COVID issues. Uh, they make easy things hard. That's just where they are, what their job is. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well,
3: well and I it. don't even know that the COVID thing is easy. The COVID thing is actually a difficult problem, which is why they've they've screwed it up as badly as they have is because, yes. I mean, they, they can't handle easy things well, much less give them a complicated problem that takes a lot of nuance and, and has a lot of moving parts and the science is constantly moving. And this is not a group that is flexible at all. Like, flexibility is not their thing.
2: Now, you are correct about that. Well, that that moves us into our next topic here before we get in with uh, Coach Jamie Chadwell. Uh, I'm—so, Utah and UCLA was canceled. Like, that, that game was canceled today. It was supposed to be played tomorrow night. Utah has too many cases. L.A. County won't let them come to play, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's just kind of a mess, right? So, UCLA, they're fine. Cal was supposed to play at Arizona State. Well, Arizona State can't play. Herm Edwards, which, you know, thoughts and prayers, TNP, whatever. With uh, with Herm Edwards, he has COVID. He's been diagnosed with it. Uh, not diagnosed. He's, he tested positive for it. Um, and I don't know that he has any symptoms, just whatever. But there, there are enough cases on Arizona State that they can't play this weekend. So, the Pac-12 has scheduled UCLA and Cal to play on Sunday. They just found out. Today, that they are playing in two days. And I think this is what we should have been doing from the very beginning. You and I have talked about this. The SEC just set a provision today that allows them to schedule games at least five days out from each other, right? So, next week, they can move, and I know it's ridiculous.
3: They should have been flexible to doing we're, this We're the at whole the time. very end of the like, season. Congratulations. And the only and reason that five, they did it. Five days notice is still too much notice. You, you should be able to do this with two or three days the, notice.
2: The only reason that they did this is because they are needing to move around pieces of this schedule so that they can get Alabama and LSU in for CBS. That's the only reason why they're doing it. So... You know, Terry well, I'd said, "How many
3: CBS to go blow me because we're out of that contract soon anyway."
2: Well, that's the SEC wants to get all of this, all their schedule in. <laughs> they want to find a way to make it work, and they have set it up to where now they're going to have games on December nineteenth, the same day as the SEC championship game, and they're just going to try and get everybody a ten game schedule. You know, uh, Terry said, "How many games are canceled now?" There's fifteen that have been canceled. Yeah, I was today to say. or the, like not today, but this week. Uh, James little, Hey guys, uh, Gary, would you like my three team teaser? Fresno state minus three, Oregon minus three, NC state minus two. Man, if you can find NC state minus two, good gracious. That's um, a teaser. Yeah, it's a, yeah, but I, they're, they're at like ten and a half right now. I mean, it, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what the
3: normal, Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's ten and a half. and a half. So you're yeah, not getting that down to two,
2: you can find two. I mean, if you're doing an eight and a half point teaser, cheers to that. Uh, yeah, no, I like that teaser. That's fine. I, I love Fresno state. Um, I think Oregon's. Bigger and better, and then NC State, yeah, I, I think they'll handle Florida State pretty easy. Um, but as far as this stuff goes, like, the flexibility of Cal and UCLA saying, you know what, I'm totally cool with this. Let's go ahead and, and knock this thing out on Sunday, and let's get a game in because we want to play. That's what it's been about this season. It's the kids that actually want to play. Now, there are some. That had high expectations, and their season has not gone the way that they wanted to. And there's going to be some kids that are obviously not thrilled with finishing out the season. But for those kids that just want to play, they want to get film out there, especially out there in the Pac-12. If they haven't gotten to play all season yet, like Cal, like hell yeah, sign me up. Let's go. I'll whoop somebody's ass this weekend. Let's do it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> any thoughts on this? What do you you think? I mean, no, the- yeah,
3: we we. I mean, I told you, everybody should have been doing this all along flexibility was the name of this game this year. When LSU Florida was cut down, they should have found an opponent for LSU. Yes. That's just what they should have done. I don't know how you find them. I don't know where you find them, but find them a damn opponent. Yeah. Change because the schedule counting on December 19th, being there isn't going to work because no. now you've got the problem. We, we've got, we've got Murphy's law. We've got the worst case scenario, which is the two teams that are looking to compete for the SEC title game are both missing a game against the same opponent. What are the chances of that? They both can't make it up. If one of them has to make it up and the other one doesn't, then they got an extra game. Then that team is also playing bef- the week before the championship game and the other team gets a bye. Like, like you've, you've got the problem we didn't want to have, and if we could have just found an opponent for LSU that week, then all this goes away. Florida loses their bye week, and then whenever Florida's bye week comes around, you have an opponent for them, so you got a little time to find that opponent. And 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 bingo, bingo, we got no issues. This weekend, we got an opponent for Bama. We find somebody that's on a bye week and say, get your ass up here, you'll take your bye week later.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, they had their bye week last week, and that's that's where this is no, like no, the biggest I'm problem. But- talking
3: about Alabama's fine to play right now, and so yeah, Alabama would find an opponent for this week. Yes, and, and then that they would team have, would lose their bye week if they haven't had it yet.
2: Right, right. And that's that's oh. where all of it gets crazy. Like, the December 12th uh, weekend is – is it was supposed to be the open weekend, but it was the, the filler weekend. Well we,
3: – we, that That's a good idea and concept until you realize, oh, what do we do if one of the SEC championship teams has to play that weekend but the game doesn't matter and the other SEC championship team – doesn't have to play or, or nobody if you're thought LSU. to think what happens if you have this situation. Now, if you're LSU, you're going to go play because you want the game check. Now, you might not try in the game. But no, no, no. What I'm saying, you play. What, what I'm talking like, about with like the schedule. You got, if you got NFL guys, then then they might all walk out of this game like it's a, a meaningless bowl game. You don't care. Yes, I'm but, t-
2: but as far as the schedule goes, what I'm saying is it, it, where they ran into problems was LSU already used up that filler weekend, like they they already used it up. So that's why they had to bump back to the nineteenth to start scheduling games on that day for the non-division winners, right? So, if you've already used up the 12th, in Alabama, you know, it could have moved to the 12th, but LSU's already scheduled that weekend, like, then it becomes an issue. So, your filler weekends, like, you only had one. Like, (laughs) after your bye week, if you've still got four games left and you lose a game, if the filler weekend's already taken, that's where they ran into the problem, right? Right. So yes. yeah, it's just a it's just a mess. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, the Pac-12 game, by the way, UCLA and Cal, starting at 12 p.m. Eastern time, which is another 9 a.m. local time game. It's going to be televised on FS1. Um, so it's 12 p.m. Eastern. It'll start about an hour before the uh, the NFL games. So you know, it's a uh, it's a fun full day of football, I guess, and it'll be right in the middle of the Masters. And uh, you know, we'll see <laughs> we'll see what the ratings are like. Who knows? Who knows? All right, uh, Chris. I guess are, are you going to go ahead and uh, and jump out of here when we do this interview?
3: Yeah, I'll jump out.
2: Sounds good. Chris has got stuff to do. You guys, uh, tell Chris to have a good weekend. He is on a fourteen and one weekend or uh, a fourteen and one streak, and I, I like his picks a lot this week. So make sure you go Scared. over.
3: Scared. I am. I am <laughs> walking timidly through the through the through hey, the danger. But.
2: Hey, there's no reason to feel anything but but happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love See the picks guys. tonight so y'all go check out uh sbrpicks.com and uh sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf go check that bad boy out and right now we're gonna get in with coach Jamie Chadwell the head coach of the coastal Carolina Chanticleers
1: support for this podcast and the following message come from Corrient
2: On the show with us today, we've got the head coach of Coastal Carolina, The Shots. That'd be Coach Jamie Chadwell. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all today? Oh, we're doing a fine job. I think everything is, uh, you know, the world may be ending. We don't have a whole lot of football games left, but we've got you on with us, and we do have some football to watch this weekend, so we're, uh, we're pretty excited about it. Now, you can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Chadwell. I, I want to start this off and tell you, I was convinced for the last two seasons, that you hired your coordinators specifically because they have got some of the coolest names in the world, right? You got Newland Isaac, you got Willie Korn, and Chad Staggs. Now, please, tell me that's the reason you hired these guys.
5: Uh, that and their hair. You know, that's what <laughs> I try to look for to your names is your name and your hair match. And uh, and then you got you to be able to have a good nickname to go with it, too. And so... Um, and those guys, I mean, it has nothing to do with their football intellect because, as you can see, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, it all has to do with how they look and and uh, how their names rhyme, and so it's worked out well.
2: Well, it's a, so so what are the nicknames?
5: What what kind of nicknames are we talking? Well, I, I can't I can't say that. It's, we got kids <laughs> listening on here.
2: Totally fair. Totally fair. Well, you you bring up the hair. Your team is known for having multiple guys that have mullets on the team. Now, did you actually tell the team that you would grow a mullet if they win a conference championship this year?
5: Well I, I never actually told the team that but my uh somebody somebody had said that to one of the players and then I uh on Twitter or social, one of the social media I might have said yeah we'll grow it out I'll grow it out when we win this thing uh you know we were what, 2 and 0 at that time you know and <laughs> five wins later and we're really closer so I I'm I I'm, they've been telling me I can't get haircuts <laughs>
2: Well, I, could, uh, I, I can't wait to see it. I'm pulling for you guys, and I'm pulling for the players so that they can actually see that side of you. Uh, the game against Troy has been postponed this week. Now, it is the first postponement of the season for you guys. i I got to know, how tough is it to keep guys disciplined, and, and how much more difficult is it when it's the other team that, that causes the cancellation? Is it, is it more difficult this weekend to keep them from going out and, and kind of living it up a little bit?
5: You know what, I, I, I you do get nervous about it uh, because you're trying to tell you guys every every week be diligent about what you're doing because one, one just bad decision, you know, could affect a lot of different people. And our guys have been great at it. And, and when you get another game canceled because of it, it's frustrating, you know. I mean, we, we know they're not out there obviously trying to do it on purpose, but it is frustrating. And so uh, now when you have a uh, Friday night and a Saturday night that you sort of didn't have to worry about because you had an weight game. Now you got to worry about it. Uh, that brings a lot more uh, nervousness for a coach. And then you, and you tell your players, you hope, hey, man, I, I get it. You want to go out and maybe let off some steam and you can't do it. But we all know they're college kids. They're going to probably make some decisions that aren't the smartest. Uh, and, uh, and so it's a challenge. And you hope your leadership on your team and, two, you hope what you're playing for, your season that you've had so far, you hope that's worthwhile that guys want to keep that going, you know? And so um, with all those things, I, I hope our guys will continue to be diligent. And I, and I believe they will, um, but we can always, you know, we can all be that and this one, you know, we can go, they can go see a girlfriend and that girlfriend's hanging around other friends and didn't realize she had it. And then it, and it's it spreads like wildfire. So there's concern every week with what's going on.
2: Well, that's a uh, Nick Saban talked about that. He said, you know, your, your family, you trust your family, but nobody knows where uncle Tommy's been. Right. And that's, that's kind of the issue that you run into. Now, with the scheduling change happening, you know, on such short notice, how does that change the schedule for the team? Do you just take the next couple of days off? Or do you go through Saturday as, you know what, we were supposed to have a game. Instead, let's maybe scrimmage and, and work from there. Just kind of keep on a, a regular routine.
5: You know what, uh, I, I think you do a, a little mixed bag. You know, for us, uh, you know, we've talked about we'll make, we would we'll give them a uh, you know maybe a day off to the day you know day off and, and they're working through some things and then get a little practice in maybe not a scrimmage but just get something to get their legs going plus you know let them know hey you can't just have the weekend off you know you're gonna do <laughs> <some> things. <laughs> try to try to discourage them a little bit it does allow you during this time I mean we're, it, it, this was going to be game eight and we played I think this is four weeks in a row. Uh, that we've played you know gives you a little extra uh, not necessarily like a bye week but it gives you a chance to maybe recover some guys that were banged up so we'll probably do a little bit of mix uh, we definitely will not scrimmage um uh, but we will do some type of practice just to try to keep try to keep our guys focused on the task at hand
2: now you've got a big game coming up next week against app state and there's been a lot of talk about you know what chris Felica from game day talked about the idea that game day could end up coming into town for it and who knows what's going to happen with that but I I want to know at what point did you really think that this season could be special? Like, was it as soon as you saw Grayson McCall on the field or, or was it more than that?
5: <laughs> well, yeah, he's been pretty good. That's for sure. You know what? I, I, I thought we had a better team than what people were giving us credit for. You know, we had, we had good fall camps. I knew our defense was going to be better than what they were last year. And we had to go up against You immune officer in fall camp. And, and, and that was a challenge, obviously, uh, and, and, but, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we felt like if we could do some things versus our defense, then we had a chance. Uh, and, you know, we weren't surprised by the Kansas win. We felt like we could win that game, obviously, Campbell. I think how we beat Arkansas State, um, you know, the way we did, you know, that was something that was sort of a barometer for us because they'd beat us the last three years. And we were close last year beating them and couldn't find a way. And I think the way we dominated that game, I think I started realizing, hey, this team, this team's believing in, in what we're doing, and, and we got a chance to do some things here, you know. I, and I'm not going to tell you I thought we're, you know, way all this is going, but I did feel like, hey, every week we had a chance to win, and, and our guys of each week have, have found a way and they've surprised us to just how consistent they've been, to be honest with you, because it's hard to get young people to do anything consistently except, you know, screw up, and uh, and they've done great so far. Well, we we were
2: certainly one of those that. We're, we're not high on you guys at the beginning of the season at thinking with the uh, a little bit of changeover and, and no spring practice, you know, really, and at just how weird things were going. And I know that you guys run a really fun style of offense. Uh, I want to talk for a little bit, Joe Moglia, uh, your career path for just a, a bit. He was a CEO who wanted to coach football. You were, you know, uh, you had coached on on that side of the country, on the East Coast for a while you came over to Delta State. That's kind of in our neck of the woods. We're based in Memphis, so that's only a, a couple hours away from us. Um, hey, you know what? Let's talk about that. What made you? What made you come over to Delta State?
5: Well, um, I was I was at North Greenville University Division Two, and uh, we had done some good things there in three years, but you know, football wasn't a priority. And uh, the AD at Delta State at that time, Jeremy McLean, was somebody that uh, I believed in. Uh, and I knew that, I knew their commitment to football and I knew that university loved it, that town loved it. And I wanted to be somewhere where they prioritized it, you know? And, uh, so that was part of it. I got there and then they, and, uh, they left within like four months of me getting there. <laughs> so, uh, but my daughter was ended up being born in Memphis. Um, uh, so, go. uh, yeah, so, uh, and I'm from Tennessee originally, I'm from East Tennessee. Uh, and so, uh, uh, and so we, our time there even though it was short it was worthwhile and it was a, it was a good learning process. I took over obviously a great program and, and the that previous year they ended up losing a lot of players and we had to try to lay a foundation to build it and and so but only there a year but it was it was something it was a great experience. I enjoyed living there in Cleveland and the people were awesome and they love their football there, the statesman and fear of the ochre. They love it. And that's, uh, that's what I was gonna bring it up. Was a good, it was a good <laughs> learning for me.
2: So they, they have been football for as long as I can remember and uh, now, were they still the uh, the okra at the time? The
5: fighting okra. Yeah, fighting okra. There you go. They changed that I name. The, over. I don't know if they use yeah. it anymore. I don't know if they use it anymore. But when it was there, that was you know that was uh, that was you know we're the statesman and but uh, the fighting okra was sort of the other uh, other nickname and and how cool is that?
2: You oh know? man, it's it's some of the best shirts on the market, man. <laughs> so you move from uh, from Delta State over to Charleston Southern. Now I I've, I'm curious because you go from being a head coach to being an offensive coordinator for uh coach Moglia how difficult is that transition from being the head guy for so many years to then going and being a uh, an offensive coordinator
5: well the hardest part is as a head coach you get to set the schedule you know and so if you're used to setting your own schedule you like that you know and so i think going back from that to a coordinator you know you don't set the schedule you don't handle the discipline for all the different things that a head coach does and so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good with going back to a coordinator because, you, you know, as a head coach, you don't get as much inter- interaction with a position group, you know, because you're obviously observing the whole thing. When you're a coordinator, and you co- like I was coaching quarterbacks at the time, man, you really have a chance to get close to your position group and, and some of those things. So a lot of the stuff that you don't get through as a head coach, you get through as an assistant, you miss. And so I was actually, uh, you know, excited about getting back to sort of those roots. But the main reason that I came was, you know, Coach Mogul, you mentioned a successful CEO, successful um, obviously football coach built Coastal, you know, into uh, what we are today, and to have a chance to learn from him and the way he did things, the way he sees stuff, because he's so much different than any other person out there. I thought what a benefit for me uh, from an ex- standpoint of just my growth as a professional, uh, also personally being around somebody like him, and, and that's the whole reason that I, I decided to make the move, because how often do you get an opportunity to be around somebody like that, and then two, be part of a program that's just starting at FBS, and you get a chance to build that legacy of that FBS program. So it was a win-win for me.
2: That's uh, that was actually my next question. Like, what made you want to work for him? And and you kind of answered that. Let's let's dive a little further into that. Like, what what kind of stuff did he focus on in his program that, that you've kind of brought over? It, is it more so just a you know the life lessons, or or was it just a whole lot of football? Because he he was a hell of a coach. Um, what, yeah, what,
5: he, he, was it life lessons? Yeah. Well, th- I think it's a little bit of both. The way he sees the game and, and the way he, he prioritizes what you need to work on to fix, um, I, I, you take that with, you know, he, he was very deliberate in the way that he wanted you to execute something. And, and he knows, you know, football to him is all about eliminating as many mistakes as you can. We might have two or three mistakes. Instead of trying to eliminate all of them, his focus will eliminate the main one. And then once we get that one done, now 75% of our mistakes are gone. Now we can focus on the other 25% instead of everybody trying to fix one of the all of them at the same time. And so he was very deliberate on how he wanted you to fix and prioritize. And then from the life lesson standpoint, you know, our, our, our program here that I that I inherited from him and continued is around uh, BAM as our principal and stands for be a man. And he believed wholeheartedly that you use football to teach young people how to be a man and, and how we define that in our program is a man stands on his own two feet, treats others with dignity and respect, um, lives with the consequences of his actions and takes responsibility for themselves. And, and that's how we define what a man is in our program. And I got that from him. That's something that he lives every day. That's something that that he taught our players, the life lessons in our life after football piece. Uh, and that carried on. So those principles that he was about and then how he saw the game and his communication skills are something that I've taken and, and uh, tried to use every day.
2: Well, we uh, we absolutely – Love it. I, I loved what he built there, and you are taking it to the next level. Uh, last question for you. We, we went, you know, we're not going to keep you for too long. If you are talking to people that have not watched the shots this year, how would you sell your team in about 30 seconds?
5: Well, one, we have the best hair in college football. We have the coolest <laughs> turf in college football. And we have the greatest nickname in college football. and We have the best colors in college football. And besides that, we're top 15 in college football. Oh, yes. So uh, all those things going together, plus this is our fourth year of of FBS football. uh, And we're the uh, um, youngest team to be ranked that high in the football in the the FBS. We're the youngest team to be ranked that high. So a lot of firsts this year. Uh, and we got plenty of room on the bad wagon for everybody to jump
2: on. Oh well, we are a hundred percent on that bad wagon. We are pulling for you. We uh, we hope that things go well next week. We will certainly be paying attention, and we have been spreading the word down here. So we we got you some fans down in Memphis and uh, in the areas that listen to us. So we certainly appreciate you hopping on. It's Coach Jamie Chadwell. You can find him on Twitter at Coach Chadwell. Thank you again so much for jumping in with us. We certainly appreciate it.
5: Uh, I appreciate it, and send me some of that central. Uh, in in uh,
2: wings okay yeah <laughs> <I> certainly will <laughs> certainly will we appreciate you
5: thank you guys
2: that was coach jamie chadwell we appreciate him for jumping in of course make sure that you are following i'd see the screen looks a little different whenever chris is out so uh but yeah we uh, certainly appreciate him for hopping in with us on such short notice we uh we talked to their uh assistant ad for communications last night and knocked that thing out he uh called us up this morning and took care of it. They are not playing against Troy this week, but they do have Appalachian State next week, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait for that game. It's going to be a fantastic time. So, uh, hopefully, all of you guys are having good weekends. I have to jump out of here. i got to go pick up my daughter. i got a whole lot of other personal stuff going on. But, tomorrow morning, sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com slash ncaf, the YouTube page for Sportsbook Review. You can just go to YouTube, search for SBR Picks. Tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we are knocking out the Closing line show. We're going to talk about all the games that are left. Hopefully, you guys will join us over there. Make sure that you download the podcast. Uh, Terry said good job on the interview. We appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, the more you guys support us, the more guys that we're going to have jump in and be willing to come on and talk and, uh, and let us kind of pick their brains for a little bit. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who else we can get on this season. Obviously, we're going to do podcast exclusives on Sundays and Thursdays, so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast because I have a feeling we will have more guests on those days as well. But, uh, but yeah, you guys knock those things out. Subscribe where you need to be. Subscribed and go over to com and sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. For now, though, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and let's cash some tickets this weekend